0: The following podcast is a member of the Pokecasters Network. Pokecasters Network, supporting Pokemon content creators, their shows, and the community of Pokemon fans. To find out more, check out pokecastersnetwork.com or find us on Twitter and Facebook. Hello, and welcome to Lucas Lectures, hosted by the big fish himself, Veteran Lucas. Lucas, sit back, relax, and enjoy today's topic. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another Lucas Lecture. It's me, Veteran Lucas. Hope you guys are having a fantastic day or night whenever you are listening. Well, y'all, it's summer. Like, it's officially summer. Last time, there were a few of y'all in class, but it is now summer vacation. For all of our younger listeners, I hope you guys are enjoying it. For some of our older listeners, traffic's a little bit better getting to work. So, fantastic. But I'm still taking you back to school anyway. You see, when I was going through and looking up ideas for episodes... I noticed just how many generations had Pokémon Academies. Did you know that only one generation did not have a Pokémon Academy or Pokémon School? Take a guess which one. No, not that one. It's actually Gen 8. Gen 8 is the only Pokémon game without a Pokémon Academy, and that's really weird. Because like every other game, and even the anime, has a bunch of different schooling systems. But it doesn't seem you actually go to them. If anything, you you don't go to any kind of school at all. You just live at home, and you just leave one day to go save the world from monsters and gods. Uh, Pokemon, again, quite a few different schools and training. So... I mean, there's even a medical school. Like somewhere, I mean, there's all these doctor trainers. Are they cosplayers or are they actual doctors? Where is everyone getting their education in Pokemon? Because hopefully you're not all getting education as Pokemon trainers because that is going to leave a serious gap in the market for things like plumbers, welders, and the occasional politician. Today, we are going to go over the Pokemon education system, comparing it to the rest of our world, and seeing if the Lucas School for Youngsters and Lasses can be risen up, and how my school system would work. So let's go ahead and get started right away. The first form of education usually takes shape at home for everyone who is listening when we are first raised by our parents our parents are teaching us all kinds of lessons specifically how to communicate we are learning how to survive around the house we are learning how to ask for things we are learning how to interact with everyone and everything in our world and it's really important this is one of the most important steps in any child's learning This is when you see all those parents freaking out about, oh, no, no, we have to make them listen to this. Oh, no, no, they have to listen to that because this is the time where your brain is the most active and you're absorbing everything like a sponge. From there, it's all downhill. But for most of history, when you were getting some kind of education, it would be from your town or village or tribe where you were raised. And that's where your head would get most of the knowledge from. You would not typically have this centralized learning system in the united states the first centralized learning system took place in uh, new england and there was a rule put down that for any village or town over 50 people they had to have employed a schoolmaster someone to teach them basic academics your history your literature you wanted to make sure that your citizenry knew how things worked And societies have become way more complex since we've started doing this, like since we started adhering to public education, don't get me wrong, there have been public school systems before the United States, but these systems were really focused on not so much going on and becoming a doctor, but more so just making sure your your citizens could, you know, read their tax forms and make sure that they knew how to count so that way they could have a decent living. There is something to be said about having a populace that can actually think for themselves. Now there are definitely those who would prefer otherwise, and to be honest, leading a country of idiots is a lot easier than leading a country of geniuses, but you still have to have people know the basic tenets. If you want to know who was first in making the system, China claims to be the first education system, but the, the evidence is dubious, it's more folklore than anything. But let's just go ahead and let's, let's cut to our time. What does our main education system look like around the world? Most education systems have kind of followed the same system the American one put place in that there are grades. Now, what are taught in each of those grades and the content and the funding, all of that is definitely up for debate in the United States. But you can't argue the grade system of start at one level until you've learned a bit and then before that year ends, test them to make sure they know the stuff and then move them to the next level, that is excellent, that is an excellent idea for a system because it gives them the time to learn and adapt but also socialize with people in their group. Again, the content could certainly be improved, I could certainly think of something like critical race theory being better appreciated but that's neither here nor there and that's not my place to go around talking to education systems. Having those systems in place has taken over the world. Most education systems around the world use the grading system like we do, of going to first grade through twelfth grade, with some you know twists here and there. Uh, in Japan, for example, elementary school goes from first to sixth grade, uh, middle school goes from seven to ninth, and high school goes to tenth to twelfth. Other places are going to change their hours and when they're teaching. So some schools are going to have day school where half the students will go during the day, and afternoon and night school where the other half will go then. And this is typically in communities that have a small school that can't house all the kids at once so they just try and condense as much education as they can in the day eventually once you reach the end of that education system you can do all kinds of things you can go into another education system like a trade school or college you can take the education you know and just try and help out where you are you can just get a simple job elsewhere there are jobs out there with high school GEDs but A lot of people want to go for more, and that education system is incredibly important. Without that baseline of education, you're not going anywhere. There are so many people who leave high school and then immediately regret it because they realize just how important completing that whole set of courses are. School, again, is another great place, if you're ruling a country, to teach your citizens how to be a good citizen. When I was teaching in Japan, all the classes seemed really normal until you got to one called Moral Education, where the whole purpose was to teach you how to be a good Japanese citizen, how to help others in your community, and how to follow the rules. Now, does that sound a little bit sketchy? Eh, kind of depends on what they're exactly teaching at one point we were teaching about the importance of following rules in that class and i brought up the fact to the teacher before they brought it to students of like hey should you probably teach them when it's okay not to follow the rules like if someone tells you you shouldn't marry someone because of their skin and it's a rule and she like had never even considered bringing that up so shows what a good multicultural community can do it can bring people together with ideas they wouldn't have considered also, with the United States, it's a good thing to point out, pledging allegiance to the flag. The point is, you're trying to get the students to appreciate and love the country. Now, I fully believe that you do, should not have to pledge allegiance to the country if you do not want to, but it's important to know why it's there, to teach people, like, hey, appreciate the country you're in. Whether you agree with it or not, that's what it's there for. Now, obviously, most of the subjects we're going to be learning are not going to be that, but a lot of times you're going to get your math, your language, your history, the things your parents can't give you a full account of. It's going to come from these school systems. And now, with all that being said and done, let's look at some of the Pokemon schools. Because there are Pokemon academies, again, in every game except Generation 8. And these schools are there to make sure that trainers are ready to take on the hard task of Pokemon training. They go over the basics of catching, type matching, battle mechanics, etc. When you go in there in the games, it's literally there for new trainers who are playing the game to kind of learn the mechanics versus just, you know, going out there and just pressing the buttons. In the anime, we get schools that pop up now and then. In episode 9 of the anime, they found a school that apparently If you go through the school system and graduate, they let you just go to the Indigo League. Just like that. Like, you don't have to fight Brock or Misty or Surge or any of the other weirdos. All you have to do is graduate school and you just go into the league anyway. That's amazing that's awesome a lot of these schools would like kill for that i bet it's a private school too i bet it's like when you have the rich trainers walking around you don't see them going to the gym they're literally just practicing for homework to go to the rich prep school while you have to hoof it in the woods and make curry in a broken down pot in the middle of the wilderness that's hilarious to me that in the anime they've canonically recognized that oh yeah you could you know die in the woods Or if you paying enough money, you can go ahead and live in these cushy dorms and we'll teach you everything you need to know. If you fail, that's okay. You won't get eaten by a bear. Now, one of the cool things I also noticed about the schools when you look into the anime is that these schools have really diverse courses and some of them have classes for kids under 10 and for older students who want to learn more. Uh, There's universities for Nurse Joys. uh, There's Pokemon Referee Schools, Meditation Schools, Dojos, Ninja Schools. That's super sus, by the way. I don't know if they're working for the government or if they're not, both ways are pretty sus. And you can even go to school to be one of those people who tells you how strong your bond is with your Pokemon. That's a lot of schooling. But after 10 years old, it really seems like you can not only become a trainer, but you could also just go to a bunch of different trade schools because that's what these remind me of. After you graduate or like just turn 10, you get to choose what career path you're gonna take and you just shipped off over there. There's no grading system in Pokemon. Like, there's no, like, well, you're going to go to first grade, second grade, third grade. Like, nah, fam, you're 10. Either get out into the woods and go make something of yourself or find a job in town and become, like, an apprentice to someone at the bakery or, like, the the Nurse Joys or the Officer Jennies of the world. There's a lot that can be done in Pokemon, but it just seems that, like, once you're 10, you kind of have to pick. Now, obviously, this sounds like a lot of fun. I mean, like, oh, wow, well, I'm 10 years old. I got to choose my own path. But if you think about it, if they don't have a centralized core of education, this could be a huge problem. Trade schools are awesome and can lead to a great path in the future. But if there's no core education, you're going to be in trouble. For example, if you know electric is strong against water, that's awesome. But if you don't know that getting in a tub with your right you could kill you, that's a huge problem. Somebody needs to give these kids a proper education. And that someone's going to be me. So welcome, students. Welcome, one and all, to the Lucas School for Youngsters and Lasses. The school was founded eh, now. And today, we're going to go over what my school would dictate, what my schooling system would work at. So the first number one rule of my education system... There will be no truancy. Education is mandatory until the age of 10. In this world, you may be able to get to handle gods and demons at the age of 10, but before that, you're going to do some learning in my centralized school system to make sure that you guys don't kill yourselves or each other. We would start at six years old and we'd base it off the Pokemon system, though you'd have your like, your first when you're six year old, you're in the Pokemon grade, then you're in the Great Ball, then you're the Ultra Ball, then you're in the Luxury Ball, and then you'll be in the Master Ball. Like that's the final course. The kids would come in every day. I'd set a nice system, given that kids' brains work younger, uh, earlier times. You know, let's start at around 8 a.m. Young kids' brains are constantly working pretty early, so we'll go with that. Once they come in for that day, they would get lessons in the same things you would think of. They would get lessons in math. They would get lessons in arithmetic. They would get a history lesson of their region. Depending on the region, you might need a religion course just because you have deities in your backyard. Like if someone's like, oh, we probably should teach about Dialga, the god of time. Yeah, we're going to probably teach that in religion class versus, you know, history class because he doesn't always show up in the history books. Uh, it's important to also learn about the environment you're in, like, for example, if you're living out in Hoenn, but you're living out in the tree forest where all the tropius and whatnot live, you're probably going to have a different science lesson than someone who lives near the desert in Hoenn. You're going to need to be able to understand how to survive around other Pokemon, and especially the ones in your area. In the game, these kids are almost any age when you show up in this class too. That's a huge problem. If you've ever done any summer camp work or any aftercare work with mixed ages, you know how difficult it is to work with these kids because all of these kids have different interests at their age. They have different levels of learning at their age. There are different levels of learning in the same grade. If you mix the first graders with the fourth graders, you are going to have either a game that is too boring for the fourth graders or a game that is too difficult to grasp for the first graders. You have to kind of separate the age groups in order to get them the appropriate material. Now, I did ask Twitter, for some extracurricular, some class ideas, if you're ever on Twitter, I usually post once or twice a week as I can try to hype y'all up for the episode. But uh, there were some pretty good ones that I think I, I want to bring notice. I want to bring notice to. Uh, obviously, there'd be my little lesson plans, but there would also be classes on, like I said, local Pokemon and how to survive them. Uh, classes on health and nutrition. Oh my goodness, that would be amazing. As like a Pokemon trainer, if you're going out in the woods and all you're eating is like curry or like all these little streets you're giving to your Pokemon, you are going to die, and it's going to be of either diabetes or like clogged arteries. You need to know how to take care of yourself. Uh, the other thing I thought was really fun was the idea of teaching between poisonous Pokemon and Pokemon that know poison moves. That'd be a lot of fun. Uh, my personal favorite goes out to someone says, we should teach about Lise, uh, the fossil girl from Gen 8, and like teach about how that's wrong. And I would teach her in my criminal history course, because honestly, in my world, she's in jail for her crimes, and she's touted as the reason why you need an education, because she was a freelancer who built a machine and made monsters. We need regulation, y'all. After 10, I would say the kids would get, uh, they'd get the big graduation show, they'd get the ceremony, they'd get the hats, they'd get the gown, and they'd get to choose a path. In Japan, one of the coolest things teachers do is they will meet with their students and their parents. Every single one of them. Not just the troublemakers, they meet individually with every single parent. The parent is expected to be there and to determine a path that the students are going to follow. Now, if they're in middle school when they're doing these meetings, it's basically a way to find out what high school you're going to. If they're in high school, it's a way of finding out what university or what path they're taking based on their grades and their aptitudes since Pokemon has it, so these kids are becoming independent super early. I say we just go ahead and do it at 10, like right before they graduate for the Master Ball class. They are going to be like, all right, do you want to be a Pokemon trainer? Do you want to go into the doctor's program? Do you want to be a a police officer? What do you want to do? And I will note as well, like with all of this going on, my school would 100% be funded by taxes from the country it would be a federal system instead of like a local town system because what you'd have is the problem of oh well here's litter root town we we scraped up a little bit of money and we finally patched up the roof versus saffron city which is basically tokyo which has all the monies and all the resources no we're going to lump up the sums we're going to split it up to try and give everyone something that they need i know that in the United States, it's very different. In the United States, it's based on property tax, which is like really, really dumb because it makes it so that way poor areas are always gonna get less funding than rich areas, which are the you know the opposite of the people who tend to need more. It's really, really dumb. But anyway, uh, all of that being said, I would make exceptions in the rule system. If you are a homeschool kid, if you're a student who needs special needs, the goal would be to get everyone on the same page forward and like in our world we would try and make sure that like everyone gets what they need if you're a homeschool all you have to do is follow the curriculum and prove that you did it and your kid can go off and be a trainer too that would be my biggest rule you cannot become a pokemon trainer until you pass you cannot leave the town with a pokemon you cannot buy a pokeball without a license that you pick up after the course oh my god The fact that you just let kids go out there is insane to me. But if you're going to make them do it anyway, might as well make sure that they know what they're doing to survive. Because when you have smart citizens, yes, you might have to, as a government, like, oh, God, they're thinking when I put something. But that's the point. School is there to make better citizens. It is there to make you a better person and learn. The fact that all these kids are just, like, freehanding it and going all over the place, not in my world they're not. We are going to give these kids a proper education or I will die trying. That being said, if they like choose, like they're like 11, like, you know what? Being a Pokemon trainer is dirty. I'm going to go be a doctor. Eh, have them pay a fine, take a test and go off on it. I mean, that's, that'd be my way of going at it. All right. I've ranted long enough. Obviously we had Colossicon recently. I want to thank everyone for coming out there. We had a lot of response on social media for that. Again, y'all rock. Glad you had a good time. The next one will be Dragon Con. We'll talk about that once it gets closer. Probably around August or so we'll start bringing it up. So for now, have a wonderful rest of your day or night. We'll see you guys in the next episode. Peace!